The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It is 10 o'clock Monday, 24th of June and it's an absolutely glorious day outside this morning. Um, I'm hoping you're enjoying the fabulous weather and you had um, a great week end as always mashallah it has been quite a remarkable weekend lots going on have you recovered from the uh the success of the pakistani cricket team guys wow wow um i know that uh, brother tarik who is going to be joining me very very shortly was very busy at the weekend talking about local cricket as well as um sharing his views on um, the game as well. So if there's anybody that was um, at Lords, would you like to join us this morning on the show? I know that um, Brother Bilal, Brother Bilal, um, I saw on uh, Facebook, was at Lords um, at the weekend watching the match. Uh, what a fantastic atmosphere um, at Lords it was. Now, folks, you're listening to The Urban Cube with me, Shamiza. I forgot to introduce myself. Um, it's Shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Where Else? It's The Urban Cube show. Now, um, I've got some fantastic guests on the show this morning um, talking about, lo- well, local guests, actually. We've got three local guests. Now, how often does that happen? Not very often. Um, so that's absolutely amazing. Now, the local guests that are going to be joining me will be all over the phone. So we don't have any Facebook Live this morning. And they're going to be talking to me about arts, film and libraries. Yes, arts, film and libraries and how each of these spaces are, are helping to navigate well, conversation around mental well-being um, and social issues. So I'm super looking forward to having my guests joining me straight after 10.30. Now, who are those guests that I'll be joined by? Well, I'm looking forward to be joined by no other than Claudette Riney. Now, she is the well-being and Reminiscence Coordinator at Luton Culture. And we're finding out what what's on at your library. Yep, folks, what's on at your library? She'll be sharing her work with library makers and how Luton Central Library is opening its space to mental well-being at the Well and Wise space on the ground floor. Um, so she'll be talking to us about what's on. And there's going to be Lots of exciting events happening over the summer holiday. So there's something for you guys to get your children and yourself involved in as well. Plus, we're getting to the heart of community arts and engagement with Imran and Mahmoud as she shares Revoluton Arts Residency in Bury Park, Luton. Now, I don't know if you've seen this fantastic film that she helped produce, which was actually going behind the shop windows and actually going into the spaces of the shops in <laughs> in in Lutonbury Park and actually finding out the creative journeys of all those wonderful shopkeepers. An amazing little film. So we're going to be finding out about what the thoughts were behind that. Plus, I'm also joined by somebody who knows a lot more about film. It is no other than local actor Sarge Mia. Now, Sarge is discussing his debut feature in the film The Flood, starring Game of Thrones actress Lena Headey. Now, Sarge plays a character called Shakib in the film The Flood, and Shakib is a ref- 
refugee in the Calais jungle and he's instrumental to something that happens in the story. The film was launched on Friday just um, ahead of World Refugee Day and um, so I'm really looking forward to speaking to Sarge over the phone um, after 11.30 and finding out his experience in starring in the film. Now he's a local lad guys, he's a local Luton lad who's featured alongside Hollywood um, stars and, and it's a very poignant film which is all about the refugee crisis so super looking forward to speaking to him too now as always i really enjoy the conversations i not just have with the guests in the studio but also with you guys as well so it's always a pleasure to have you contribute to the show now um if you'd like to join in with any of the conversations this morning you know what to do it's 07779481822 now the question i have with uh, to you guys is or for you guys is okay in response to the weekend's cricket um do you think Pakistan has a chance to win um would love to find out your thoughts on that and also um if you're feeling a little bit dehydrated it's national hydration day people so i would love to find out from you what sort of um how do you how do you zhuzh up your water um water intake because i know water is extremely healthy it helps with hydrating our body it's good for our mind it's good for our brain it's good for our well-being but sometimes it can get a little bit boring just drinking plain water now i love water um but i'm always rushing to the lavatory i know more the more water you take the greater it is for your body but you know what you need to have those breaks in between as well now i want to know find out from you guys um uh, you know how what do you have a healthy intake of water now i understand it's about eight glasses of water you should have throughout the day to keep you um healthy skin hydrated um and detoxed but do you do you actually do that what's the most amount of water you have are you somebody that drinks eight glasses all the time or do you just stick with the one or you're somebody that doesn't drink water at all i don't know how you can survive without that but um would love to find out for you you know it's the urban cube so we're always up for quirky conversations with you guys um in the studio with me is no other than brother Tarek. getting over the weekend's sporting activities now brother Tarek, i need to ask you have you had enough water before you come on to the show this morning no, actually, Salaam Alaikum first. Uh, no, actually, I forgot. One thing I have been doing for the last uh, almost a week now since, mm-hmm. of course, I finished my shawal fast was I keep a bottle of water with me whilst I do the morning show and uh, making sure because when you're talking in the morning and it's, as it's been quite hot and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the voice, the, the tro- throat gets all croaky and stuff and I do need to have uh, some water. But unfortunately, today I completely forgot. I came in, I was doing the show and for some strange reason, I was thinking to myself that I'm not going to take the water because I'm going to make tea and have tea in the morning instead uh, and that will act as uh, as uh, a lubricant for my throat but unfortunately I couldn't make the tea we didn't have any milk so I was in a situation where I didn't revert back my mind uh, wasn't awake enough to revert back to the water but I felt like if I can't have tea I'm not gonna have anything so I I had the, I did the show this morning without any water without any tea and uh, I found it extremely difficult but to be honest I didn't find it as difficult because I was half asleep so I didn't notice it, I guess. That was a long explanation. I'm glad, I'm sure everybody's woken up with that. But thank you so much, Brother Tarek, for joining me this morning. Now, 
I know that you've been really, really busy. You did say you're a little bit tired. You've had quite a tremendous weekend, haven't you? And it's all been cricket related as well. So tell us, what was the experience like at um, the first cricket <coughs> match, which was a celebration of local cricket? It was, yes. Uh, there's there's obviously two cricket matches going on. I'm sure uh, people are probably more uh, in tune with, of course, the Pakistan-South Africa game, which took place yesterday. And uh, quite a number of people, again, you mentioned Brother Bilal. I actually didn't know Brother Bilal had gone. Uh, I know of a number of other brothers uh, locally who were actually at the game yesterday. And there's a number of videos and pictures and all sorts of things sent. So, alhamdulillah, again, it was a beautiful day and I'm sure many would have enjoyed it. And uh, from what I heard, again, I didn't get to watch it. Uh, it was a beautiful cricketing game as well. Mm. So, uh, I think many people enjoyed that. Uh, and I think much of it was about the atmosphere itself. Again, for those people who have been to a live game, the atmosphere is completely different. And that's, that goes for anything, whether you've been to a live mm. football game, whether you've been to a live uh, for a cricket game, for example. It's, it's, it's a really nice atmosphere to be part of. Uh, and something completely different from watching the game uh, on your sofa at home. Uh, but I myself was uh, busy uh, with cricketing-relating uh, activities, uh, but not quite Pakistan or South Africa. Mm. But in fact, it was Luton Town. Football club, Luton Town Football Club. Not often, uh, I mean, uh, one that you would associate with cricket, but Luton Town Football Club, the manager there, David Hoskins, had actually arranged uh, a cricket match, friendly cricket match, uh, for the uh, the county sheriff, the high sheriff of the of, of Bedfordshire County, uh, and for her select charity, uh, which is Crime Beat Bedfordshire. It's a it's a, it's a charity which actually uh, uh, which actually looks into how they can actually eradicate crime uh, in on the on the streets of Luton and, and the whole of Bedfordshire. In fact, so Alhamdulillah, that was the charity they were supporting. Fantastic! Uh, and the, the the cricket match itself was actually between uh, the Luton Town Football mm-hmm. Club mm-hmm. Uh, Invitation Eleven versus the uh, the actual Luton Indians Cricket Club. So the the, the, the place that we actually played it itself is the is the Luton Indians Cricket mm-hmm. Club ground, which is uh, for those of you who do not know it, it's actually the the, the kind of private ground which is above uh, at the roundabout itself. You've got Lower Wardown Cricket Club, uh, which the uh, I think the Lutonians, I believe, play on that. And then just above that, you've got the, the whole uh, ground, which is covered by uh, the hedges all around. You can't really see into it. Uh, it's a private ground, and that is owned by Luton uh, Indians Cricket Club. And uh, they played them, so Luton Indians Cricket Club uh, put their team forward. And uh, I was asked by David Hoskins. Uh, we've got a good, very, uh, the Inspire Film itself has a very good relationship with the football club. And I was asked by David if, we, if I could help out and do some live commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they've done this match previously. Uh, but they wanted to add a bit of life whilst the game is going on because it, it can get a bit uh, boring, I guess. Now, sports commentary is a big thing. Okay. And um, what was that experience like? Because you're normally doing a radio show, you've done live broadcasting, but doing sports commentary is slightly different to doing normal sort of conversations around, you know, events. Or is it similar? It's it's very similar to be honest. Okay. Uh, you'd you'd be uh, you'd be surprised as to how similar it is to the conversation we're just literally having now. Uh, but all you, all you literally need to have is two things. You need to have someone with you. Uh, doing it completely alone gets very uh, tiring and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it gets a bit long to be honest. I've done it a little alone previously. This wasn't the first time. I've done a commentary of a cricket match. I've done this previously for Luton Pakistanis. Uh, we've got uh, our dear brother uh, Muhammad Valait, uh, Uncle Valait, who actually does the uh, international cricketers tour every year. It's around about, uh, I think, July, August. I haven't got the dates for this year as yet. But he does it around about July, August. And every year for the last, I believe, maybe three or four years, I've been doing the live commentary for him. This is where David actually heard me. He said, I came down to one of these uh, matches and, and you do the live commentary. How does that work? And I said, well, they uh, they arrange the match and the international cricketers come on and they asked me to say, 
to do the setup. And he said, well, would you be willing to help me out? Uh, and I said, well, okay, that's, that's not a problem. Simple as that. Uh, it, it was it was literally uh-huh. as simple as that. To be honest. Uh-huh. So I said, fine, I, I don't mind doing it. Uh, well, I was very fortunate in the sense that yesterday it was, uh, there, there's two things to doing the, the setup. One mm-hmm. is obviously the technical setup of having all the sound equipment and stuff. And the second is obviously just speaking. Yesterday I was fortunate I didn't have to do both. Majority of the times previously I would have to take my equipment down, set it all up and stuff. And it becomes... Uh, pretty uh, tiresome to be honest, mm-hmm. but uh, yesterday was it was it was good in the sense as we had uh, there was a, another gentleman with me, uh, D- Darren Jones from 1981 Events. Uh, again, amazing guy who uh, had had all his equipment, had it all set up. By the time I got there, we did a few sound checks, and we did the we did the commentary together. I was initially I was under the impression that he's going to just kind of like say, "Here's equipment, now go for it." But he he was kind of like there with me all all day long. We had a bit of a banter and stuff, and we were just literally I mean, uh, uh, just uh, I was I did ask uh, David right at the start, "Is there anybody in Luton Town?" Football club who's kind of like a little overly emotional who can't who can't really uh, you mean uh, abuse too much. But I was told say what you want to who you want. Uh, I was trying to be kind to Mick Harford, of course, uh, the legend of Luton. He uh, is the, the current coach of Luton, of course, and uh, he is is uh, is a is, is a Luton legend. And I thought I can't really be giving him too much stick. And of course, we also had uh, David Wilkinson, the current chairman of Luton Town Football Club. Again, if you want to keep that relationship with Luton Town Football Club, we had to keep him sweet. Uh, and also, we also had quite a few uh, number of stars as well. We had uh, Monty Panesar, uh, mm-hmm. ex England international, was down. Uh, there was uh, another. Inter- there was a, a guy called Steve Crook. He was he's an ex uh, a Lancashire player, and there was a couple of other uh, nationals as well. David Wilkinson, David uh, Hoskins' son himself, Charlie, actually plays for Hemel Hempstead Cricket Club. Uh, so again, he played very good yesterday. So it was, it was, it was, to be honest, it was, it was a really good good day out. Uh, a really uh, good atmosphere in the sense of obviously uh, two teams playing for charity. Everybody coming down. The barbecue going on. Uh, there was uh, cricket East. My down children as well. went down and they had oh, a great excellent. time. They had a great time. They really excellent. enjoyed it. And that's how I found out about it because oh, they came perfect. back and told me we saw Brother Tarek. Oh, um, fantastic. Now that was a local cricket match. There were with the aim of raising awareness about issues impacting our communities and it's all and it was about anti-crime and how successful do you think the event has been in kind of raising that awareness because it's wonderful to see sports as a platform to, to educate um, its audiences and about important issues like crime uh, to be honest, uh, but to, I, I'm, I'm not entire. I think I'm not in the best position to comment on this. But again, from uh, my little uh, input of what I saw yesterday, uh, there's two things to when you're doing a charity event, and I often uh, I think we try to try to get the right balance between the both. Whenever you're doing a charity event, there's there's a there's a balance between the awareness around the project mm-hmm. and there's a balance around raising money for it. Yesterday, money raised I think it was just over eight thousand pounds, so it was, mm-hmm. it was an amazing amount raised. Alhamdulillah, in that sense, it was really good. From an awareness perspective. Of what the charity exactly was, what they do and what exactly uh, would that money be going towards uh, we didn't do a lot of that yesterday so mm-hmm. for the crowd there and I'm sure may- maybe your children if they're you know, how actively they were listening uh, and, and other people who may have been there as well I'm pretty sure they probably wouldn't have known what the charity, what the money was being raised for, because we didn't say it enough on the on the commentating, because I wasn't given information to do that. Okay. One of the things I did ask David when I actually uh, kind of got there yesterday, yesterday morning, was the fact that uh, you mean who who do I interview? Who do you want me to speak to? Uh, how do you want me to do this? And the charity itself that you're raising money for, who is the charity representative here? Who I can speak to about the charity and tell people more about it? And he said, "There's nobody here from the charity." <laughs> and I said, "Okay." Well, uh, this is, so. Thanks. 
thanks, Brother Tarek, because you've just my interview is just going downhill now. Because <laughs> I wanted to, because yeah. I think the purpose of my conversation with you this morning was the way uh, Luton is kind of being quite innovative and using sports as a means of um, social engagement as well and raising awareness of like issues that are impacting the community but um, folks I am speaking to brother Tarek he's in the studio with me right now thanking I'm thanking him so much this morning normally he comes in with with a cup of tea well actually it's actually a microwave of coffee absolutely fantastic but today i've got a cup of water now it is national hydration day so i think i'm gonna really readily take this cup of water and what i want to ask you guys this morning is when, um when's the last time uh, you you drank a bit of water um do you actually go for like the eight recommended glasses of water throughout the day have you actually ever achieved that um do you add anything extra in your water to make it taste a little bit more tastier because um, I, I see all these wonderful wonderful recipes of like how to add you know cucumber and watermelons added a little bit of lemon to kind of make the water a little bit more tastier um, and refreshing would like would like to find out from you guys and you can do that on 07779481822 this morning it's national hydration day and we're asking you um, how many cups of water do you drink throughout the day um, and I'm sure a sure a lot of people are ditching the plastic bottles and, and filling um, reusable water water flasks as well. Um, are you somebody that does that? There is a massive big drive at the moment in trying to get rid of plastic bottles and actually replace it with reusable um flasks so forth um are you doing that um would love to find out from you too as well now the time is is uh, 17 minutes past 10 it's monday 24th of june and you're listening to me shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock with great guests that are joining me after 11 30 um and we're going to be talking about libraries we're talking about community arts engagement and we're talking about film for social action we're marking world refugee day um uh, a week after because uh, it was thursday that it was national well international world refugee day but i'm joined by a fantastic guest who's actually featured in a film it's his debut feature in alongside hollywood actors and the subject is around um immigration migration and um being a refugee so he's a local lad and it's an absolute pleasure to have Sarge Mia joining me um after 11 30 to talk about this film now um as always brother Tarek joins me very often on a Monday morning to not to fill the time I promise you not that I've uh, not that a, not that a guest has let me down. I promise you, it's nothing to do with that. It's, it's always wonderful to kind of catch up with what's going on locally as well. And Brother, Brother Tarek is always in the heart of that. At the weekend, he was involved with some great um, charity fundraising and commentary, commenting on a, a cricket uh, match that was held. Uh, at the weekend but um, I want to find out from you brother Tarek anything else happening that the the local community of Luton and surrounding areas um, need to get involved with and engage with sorry I completely missed that <laughs> I, was, 
I was reading these WhatsApp messages and uh, trying to see if I get some information about the cricket match yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was more banter rather than anything useful. Uh, Banter's was... great. I mean, it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful <clears throat> event. Lots of people are out. Um, it was a wonderful day and great atmosphere. And that's what it's all about. Um, there's a lot going on in Luton, arts and creativity and sports. And you seem to be at the heart of a lot of the sporting activities. I want to ask you, how was the um, the Luton Food Bank cake that he'd created for the Luton Food Bank how did that go how how well did that go because you were doing a um, cooking competition yeah we did a, a Luton Food Bank uh, cook-off bake-off or whatever it was it was more of a cook-off mm-hmm. rather than a bake-off uh, where of course uh, I think we've spoken this about this in the, in the Rise and Shine show we did uh, there was a number of students from uh, from uh, Central Beds College as well as myself Mushtaq uh, we had David Hoskins of course the gentleman who uh, of course I was with yesterday regarding the cricket and also of course we had uh, the ex-principal of Sixth Form College with us as well and we were all asked to basically team up in pairs and create a three uh, three course dish uh, based upon the items that food bank generally give out to people. The idea behind it was to see how innovative we can be and we can actually then b- b- build recipes for people out there who get the food bank parcel and say, well, you've given us a tin of beans, you've given us tuna, you've given us this. What do we do with this? Well, food bank actually go ahead and say, well, here's a recipe. This is what you can actually do with it. Uh, so they do try to do this anyway. And this was something for us to actually come up with a, a different recipe maybe. And we were allowed to have one food item which wasn't from the food bank. So I think the chicken was, I think, something that Mushtaq mm-hmm. chose uh, when we actually did this. And uh, from there, we had three uh, very senior chefs. One chef was from Luton Town Football Club itself. Uh, and there was two other sh- chefs. One, I think, may have been from the Central Beds College itself. I think he may have been one of the leading teachers. Uh, and they selected, uh, for some strange reason, our dessert, uh, which uh, looked very, very uh, plain. <laughs> It looked very plain, but I was told it tasted amazing, and okay, it, it was literally fantastic. it was literally a, it was a, it was a plain Never cake. Never judge a cake or a book by its cover, okay? Until Possibly. it's eaten. So Possibly. I think they were just being kind to us and really? say, "Well, let's give them something, otherwise they're going to walk away." With I nothing. heard from somebody that you didn't know you didn't know what a whisk was. I and, didn't. And I, I didn't know why you needed a whisk because you say because the instructions I was giving by Mushtag was you put this flour in it. You put uh, was it water or I think it was butter. And he said mix it. So I was mixing it with a spoon. And then I was told no, you don't mix it with a spoon. You mix it with a whisk. And I was like, why? What's wrong with the spoon? I need to ask listeners this morning, if you're a baker, now there's loads of bakers in Luton. Um, Luton must be the heart of cake baking. I think we have, we've, we've even had a winner, haven't we, um, from the heart of Luton, Nadi Hussain. Great, great, great British you know baker. listening? Of course she is, I don't while think she's she baking. Uses, I don't think she uses a whisk. Does she not? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I want to Do find out. Do you use out. a whisk? Do you even bake? Out of a packet, mate. And, um, yeah. <laughs> it's called a takeaway. <laughs> yeah, it's a takeaway cake. I'm not the best of bakers, but I am more than up for trying the cake out. So if you need somebody to test a cake, hey, I'm up for it. You know, me, a cup of tea uh, or a cup of coffee and a lovely cupcake. But this morning it's going to be water because it's National hydration day guys it's national hydration day guys and the question i'm asking you lovely people listening in this morning um how many cups of water do you drink throughout the day do you do the recommended eight glasses do you do it um i think that's brave if you're able to do that that's just tremendous but it's a good thing to do okie doke um and for bakers out there do you whisk 
or do you do you use the proper whisk? I bet lots of bakers have got those like proper machines that they put the mm. you know attached to the gadgety thing that you press a button and it helps it whisk automatically. They did have that at uh, at Lucential Beds, but for some strange reason, I think the initial one they got, uh, we didn't use that, to be honest. It was, uh, I can't remember what they were using. They weren't making cakes. Uh, we had David Hoskins uh, in the alternative group with uh, with uh, the uh, the other team. They were using it, but for the first one they got wasn't working. Uh, I think, I, I'm not sure if the, the, the whisk itself wasn't working or the electrics weren't working. Something wasn't working and they spent hours sorting it out. Whilst I was there mixing it with my spoon, I think, for, to be honest, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a chef, but uh-huh. I mean, by by any means, uh, I, I don't cook at all. I was very much guided by Mushtaq on the day itself. But the way I see things is the fact that if something works, it works. What does it matter what, what you're supposed to use? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If, if you're supposed to mix things. Great words of wisdom. It's an absolute motivating show this morning, guys. But what do you, What's your thoughts on that? I would love to find out what you think to what Brother uh, Tarek says. If it works, it, what what, were you, what are you trying to say, Brother Tarek, this morning? Well, it's, it's a safe example if you took like, the, 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 the mixing of the cake, but uh-huh. the, the mix itself. The butter. The, the, the idea is to mix the, the, the flour with the butter or sugar, whatever you put in. The, the, the job at hand is to get that them to mix now whether you use a whisk whether you use one of those electric things whether you use a spoon whether you use a knife or a fork whatever you had had, uh, have at hand it may mean more work with a fork or a knife i don't know how you would do with a knife but people do not try this at home okay you can do Um, it works goodness knows what you're going to create but um it worked for you it worked for you brother Tarek. so how much money was raised that's the question i think we had over sixteen thousand pounds raised so it, was a, it was a massive amount wow, raised uh, wow. it was amazing alhamdulillah and a question because we're going to be heading off to a break thank you so very much um for joining me this morning i know how tired you've been it's always a pleasure to hear what you've been up to brother Tarek. um pakistan uh, successfully won the match against south africa the cricket match what's your thoughts um is pakistan in for a win it depends on Wednesday. Wednesday, mm-hmm. Pakistan play New Zealand. If they can beat New Zealand, which is a very big if, New Zealand have been uh, have haven't lost a single game yet. Uh, Wednesday is a big one. Wednesday will decide Pakistan's World Cup. And then you can bring cake. You can bake a cake if they do. That's you've heard it all on the but show this morning. It, I'll mix it with a spoon. <laughs> and you'll mix it with a spoon. Now we're heading off to break. Thank you so very much, Brother Tarek, for joining me this morning. Um, and we're going to ha- have some more awesome conversations around libraries. Yep, and Luton Central Library with no other than Claudette Riney. She'll be joining me straight after the break. So don't go away. Bake yourself a cake if you need to. Grab yourself a cup of water and join me straight after this. It's all happening. Where else on the Urban Cube? Assalamu alaikum. Assalamualaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It is at 10.30, Monday 24th of June and you're listening to Shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on the Urban Queue. We're going live and direct to Luton surrounding areas, Peterborough and Sheffield this morning. On Peterborough, it's Salaam Radio and Sheffield is Link FM. I hope everybody is well and you've had an absolutely fantastic weekend. Be that indoors, outdoors, 
all watching their cricket. It's been a tremendous weekend. Um, the family and I were observing intently the uh, cricket at Lords, and um, it was a wonderful, wonderful match between Pakistan and South Africa, and a massive big well done to Pakistan. Um, the question today we're asking: Do you think Pakistan is in a, in for a chance? Do you think they they've got what it takes to pick up the cup? Uh, I would love to find out from you. Um, on uh, 07779481822. Now, uh, we're talking, we're continuing with the conversation around cups. Well, recyclable cups and cups of water. It's uh, National Hydration Day and the, and this is marking the need for us to drink more water, to include more water in our diets. Now, water is great for our mental well-being. It's great for our skin. It's great for detox. Uh, de- Toxic. I can't even say the word detoxing us. It's um, a great. It kind of it helps with um, a brain and just keeps us focused as well. But how much water do we need to be drinking? It's suggested around eight cups of water or eight glasses of water. However, the average person will drink up to say one and a half cup in a day, which really isn't doing um, what it needs to be doing to maintain that wealthy, um, balanced uh, diet or dehydration. Now, um, the question I'm asking you guys is, oh, do you actually drink eight cups? What's the most you're, uh, you you maintain or manage to do? Um, 07779481822 is the number that I'd like you to contact me on this morning to share your thoughts on this. And would love to find out um, any nice ways of making the water taste um, even more pleasing. I'm completely content with fresh cold water. However, sometimes depending on which part of the country you are, tap water can taste quite um, lime scaly, which it shouldn't do. It's, it can taste quite heavy. Now, my children absolutely detest drinking uh, water from the tap unless they've got dilute drink in it, which I just think defeats the whole objective. Um, I like the, the water down south. I find the water quite harsh and heavy in Nottingham. Um, do, you, do you find where where different parts of the country the water tastes different we'd love to find out from you gosh the conversation we're having on the show this morning i want to thank brother Tarek earlier on on the show he was sharing his weekend and all the activities he's been involved with and that was quite that was cricket related now were you at lords um did you watch the action at lords um i was watching social what following it on social media and i saw a number of people from luton who were down at the match and the atmosphere looked absolutely fantastic so we're asking you this morning as well, um, do you think Pakistan has got a winning chance? Does uh, Has Pakistan got a winning chance? Um, we'd love to find out from you. Now, today's show, which we're talking about creativity as always. I'm joined by an absolutely fantastic lineup of guests who are going to be sharing the work that they're doing. We're talking libraries, we're talking community arts, and we're talking film this morning um, with guests over the phone. Now, we're not on a Facebook live. So if you want to join in with any of the conversations, then please do go on to um, do WhatsApp us. You can actually can't catch the conversation on the podcast this eve uh, podcast, which is released straight off the show. You can catch us on the app and we're also 
We're also on the repeat this uh, evening um, as well at 8 p.m. Now, on the show this morning, um, I'm joined by a absolutely fabulous guest who's going to be sharing with me some very interesting projects or events that are happening at the local library. Now, the library is a wonderful space that I actually, whilst I was growing up as a child, had been my go-to space to um, to be to to be able to get free books, um, just a moment to just uh, recollect my thoughts. I used to use the space to do my homework um, and it used to be full of mums with children and it was a wonderful, wonderful memory as a child. Now, uh, believe it or not, people, there's something that many folk are not aware of. I always wanted to be a librarian. I really did. I was just so engrossed by those books. But it does seem to be libraries are not libraries across the country are closing, which is so unfortunate because of cutbacks. But um, our libraries in Luton are really trying to maintain that the doors remain open to make them community hubs um, for the local community, for parents to take their children down. Lots of amazing activities are always happening at the libraries and the summer holidays and the half-term holidays are always full of exciting, exciting events. Now, um, I don't want to be talking about the libraries. got somebody joining me over the phone this morning who's a bit of an expert on what's going on in the libraries um, locally to you. And what's really exciting is the the different parts of the library and the different spaces that are now being uh, used, uh, welcoming the community to kind of accommodate those spaces and actually focusing on mental health. Now, there's a particular space called the Well and Wise Room, which is on the ground floor of Luton Library. And this space is, we're going to be speaking to um, the lady behind this space to share with us a bit more about what's going on. So I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Claudette Riney. She's the Wellbeing and Reminiscence Coordinator at Luton Culture, and we're going to be finding out what's on at your library, plus sharing the work, her work with library makers and how Luton Central Library is opening its space to mental and wellbeing at the Wellness Wise space on the ground floor. Good morning, Claudette. Good morning, Shmaza. How are you? I'm super, super well. Absolutely delighted to have you joining us on the Urban Cube this morning in your busy, busy schedule. Um, uh, thank you um, for being so kind enough to join us. Now, first question I want to ask you, Claudette. Today is National Hydration Day. Okay. Have you had any water so far? I've, I've actually got a, um, a big bottle in front of me, um, recyclable bottle. I refill my bottle every morning. Fantastic. And I- Try and drink, try and aim to drink my two litres every day. Try. And how do you manage to do that? Do you just like, do you think about it whilst you're drinking? Because one litre, like, for some people, drinking a cup of water or a small bottle can can be quite tiresome. But you've got not one, but two litres. Well, well, to be fair, it's a, it's a litre and a half bottle, so I'm a little bit under. So I uh-huh. try and drink that throughout the day. Um I don't know. I mean, I've, you know, I've always been a water drinker, mm-hmm. so it, it's not a problem for me. Um, I just, I think the trick is not to think of it as two litres, but ah. to think of it as just small 
small amounts and just drink it throughout the day rather than just trying to guzzle it all in one go. Fantastic. Um, and um, I'm asking listeners to kind of give me their recommendations to make the water taste a bit more tastier. And like, do you find, I know this is so, so random, I'm asking, Claudia, you weren't expecting this this morning because we were going to be talking <laughs> about fine. books, but water is important too. Um, Claudette, do you, when you travel across the country, do you find that the tap water tastes slightly different? Um, yes, it's not so great here. I've got family down that live down in the Cotswolds. Uh-huh. It's absolutely completely different taste there. Um, don't mind drinking it. Some, I tend to have mine filtered though. I put mine in a, um, a water filter when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. But I don't need to so much down there. Um, London, I don't even attempt to drink their, their <laughs> tap water. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, especially with the plastic issue. Um, but I do... Um, try and use a filter at home just to save on having to keep buying plastic plastic bottles. So. That's that is great advice actually. Having a filter attaching that to the tap so that it kind of gets all the yucky stuff out. Um, I'm not advocating that there's yucky stuff in the water, but there is a slightly different taste, isn't it, when the water is filtered? Um, yeah. Great advice there. Now. Um, well-being is something that you're quite passionate about and this is something that um, as a library maker the project that you're supporting is maintaining and wanting to do the well and why space is a unique space that I've I didn't know much about but I'm really excited to kind of find out a little bit more about what this space is on the ground floor of uh, Luton Central Library. Okay, um, like you said, it's based on in Luton Library on the ground floor. Um, just as you come in, it's, it's to your right. It was originally funded by the Arts Council. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a space, basically, when I inherited it. Um, and with the help and co-production of, well, with various local health providers, we've transformed it into the space that it is now. Um, using various we've tried to say orange because it's orange is the color of the hatters and mm-hmm. the sound local football team so we try to keep it local um and we based it um on their needs so it's, a, it's open space mm-hmm. but it also has a small consultation area in there as well and we timetable that out to like i said local providers we've got various people that used it over over the year it's been it's been around since February last year. We opened February last year, so it's just over a year old now. So mm-hmm. it's still fairly new, um, and we've been developing it over the past 18 months or so, just asking new providers to come in. Um, and then we also have one-off um, projects that use the space as well. So it's it's very varied, mm-hmm. um, hopefully fairly user-friendly and flexible as well. We like to think of it as quite flexible What's fantastic is I would never have assumed that a space like that would be accommodating mental well and mental health and well-being and lots of projects across um, the community of Luton are actually using that space quite effectively as well. Could you maybe just mention some of the projects or some of the um, providers that are actually uh, opening their doors and using that space, inviting communities to get involved? Yeah, we've got quite a few. We have the Alzheimer's Society that use it on a regular basis. They're there there on a Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, We have Flying Start, who do um, their newbies breastfeeding clinic. They're there on a regular basis on a Thursday. Um, We've got the Red Cross Connecting Communities use the space to speak to their clients. Mind, once a month, go in there as well. 
NHS PALS, the Patient Advisory Liaison Service. Um, we've got a book group in there as well, mm-hmm. a new book group that's um, recently just started there, that um, Luton and Dunstable Speech and Language Therapy Group. They Fantastic. Um, who have ELF. We have a Hope Factory who use art therapy as a way of um, relieving their mental stress. Who else have we got in there? Um, I said blind start. Volunteer Works as well. I know they're not necessarily mm-hmm. um, directly health related, but obviously if you're out of work and you want to get back into work, if you've been out of work for a long time, volunteering is, is a nice way of getting back in there mm-hmm. and they, they help people back into volunteering. The Disability Resource Centre, um, they use it on a regular basis. We've also had Headway in there doing one-offs, um, Carers in Bed, they do, um, they've done one-offs as well. Um, so, yeah, the list goes on. It's on. excellent. <laughs> the list is tremendous. It's as if in every corner of society has been um, reached, really, um, and and you're enabling people to connect with these services in this space, which is marvelous. It's um, it's something that I'm new to. And I just felt that, you know what, I'd love you to share this information with our listeners. Now, if the listeners wanted to participate with any of those um, groups that have been mentioned, how could they connect with um, Luton Central Library to do so? Um, they can either pop in um, and have a look at the timetable or they can go to our website. We've got a Library Makers website. Mm-hmm. If you Google Library Makers, that will come up. Um, it's um, librarymakers.co.uk. Could be .com. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, so it's on, it's on our website. You can also check our social media feeds as well. We're on Twitter and we're also on Facebook. Now that there's a timetable up there, a weekly timetable on both of those. Oh, fantastic! So it's a Facebook page with um, the timetable, which is all of accessible to quite a few people. Um, So could I mention once again what the Facebook page is, please, Um, Claudette? Could you just tell us what the Facebook page for Library Makers is? It's Library Makers. um, Library Makers dot Facebook forward slash then Library Makers. Fantastic. Everything regarding the well and wise comes mm-hmm. under library makers. And it's the same on um, Twitter. It will be um, LC for Luton Culture, LC Library Makers for the um, Twitter page. Fantastic. Now, the library makers, uh, I love the logo. It's bright orange. It's welcoming. It sounds really, really exciting. Um, what else does the li- library makers have on offer? What else would you, are you hoping to get the community involved with through the library? Well, through the library, well, the library makers is our volunteering arm. Mm-hmm. So it's basically trying to encourage people to come in and volunteer um, in the library uh, for various things that we've got going on. We've got, um, we've got, we call them challenges. So if you look on our library makers website, we'll have challenges up there. Um, we're encouraging people to sign up and help with the summer reading challenge. Mm, fantastic. Know you know about the summer reading challenge. Um which goes on throughout the summer holidays, which mm-hmm. encourages children to read books through the half t- um, summer holidays, um, a minimum of six books um, over the holiday. Um, we've also got um, a post up there to look for volunteers that will be interested in helping out with our home library service as well. Mm-hmm. We have a home library service that goes to deliver books to people that can't actually get to the library. Um, so we're looking for people to help out with that and help with the befriending. Okay. 
So they're the main two that we've got at the moment, but there's lots of other opportunities on there to get involved with library, with the library um, and things that we've got going on in there. Fantastic. And what's the minimum age? Because there's going to be lots of young people who uh, uh, are have just done their GCSEs at school or have um, completed their A-levels. Now they've got a bit of a break. If they're not able to find work, then volunteering seems to be a great opportunity. So if they wanted to get um, get involved with uh, the library makers, are, are they too young? Um, no. Our, our minimum age is 14. Oh. Um, and there's various smaller um, challenges that we've got on there. Some of the challenges like only take a couple of minutes. That's just mm. could be just to follow us on, on on Twitter or to like us on Facebook. So there's small challenges as well. And the good thing about the the website is once you've signed up, mm-hmm. it asks you for your interests and it also asks you for your skills. And then when we put new challenges up, if your skills and your interests match the challenge, you'll get an email saying that this new challenge is out and it's entirely up to you whether you want to accept the challenge and then mm-hmm. you go through the, the volunteering mm-hmm. process. Um, but it's really simple. It's like just click, click, click on the website and, and you're there. Fantastic. So if there's any young people listening in right now who are tuned in and want, are looking for something to do, this does sound like an exciting opportunity to get some voluntary work experience because voluntary work experience is brilliant, isn't it, Claudette? To kind Definitely. Of- Definitely. People, the employers are looking for that now mm. on, on CVs and things like that. So, you know, it really helps if you're, um, you're, you're in between college and, and university or in between school and, and college. It really does look good on your CV. Well, believe it or not, when I was 14, my work experience was in the library in Nottingham. Oh, wow. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, and I, I, I just, I spent so much time in the library. My mother would always take us down and we'd sit there reading, just chilling out and just, you know, I finished, uh, finished so many books swiftly. It was just the thing that we did. Are you finding that the library is not as actively used as it may have done, say, 10 years ago? Um, um, I think, well, we've had a lot of cuts mm. um, in the libraries. We've had to close um, branches as well. Um, unfortunately, we've had to close our branch Wigmore. We've had to close the branch in, in Sundon. We do still have um, six branches, but yes, they're not as active. Um, hard copy book borrowing has gone down, mm-hmm. but that's nationally. It's not just in Luton. However, e-books and audio books have increased, so mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Um, people are still coming into the library and, and well, not actually physically coming into the library, but still using mm. the library um, to download books and um, listen to them online, um, read them online, but also to um, get magazines and things like that. So, like, you know, physical book borrowing has gone down, mm-hmm. but electronic book borrowing has increased. So, all people with tablets and using it on their phone because it's easier to carry I suppose yes people want things instantly nowadays don't they so kind of like explains that that trend which is I understand but I think a book a book you know if I for me a book is 
in has to be in my hand. I have to be able to feel it. I love the smell of books. I'm just too old school. I can't be doing none of this, like (laughs) downloading and reading off a tablet. That's not a book. (laughs) We're just words. I think I'm a little bit old old school, just like you. And the thing is, as well, we've got so much going on in the libraries. I mean, if you don't come into the library, you're going to miss out the things, the other things Mm. that we've got going on. Of course. Um, We do rhyme times. All of our branch libraries do rhyme times for the the younger children. Um, we have library games that go on. We have um, Lego Club. We have, um, which is really popular. It does get a little bit noisy, especially here at Lee Grave. But, um, you know, we've got all of those going on. Every Like, like I said, every library has a rhyme time. Mm. Um, we've got the book start events that go on as well during, during the book start week. Um, plus all the other family events that we have going on, especially mm. because at Central Library, I don't know if you know that we've got the the, um, the library theatre is also based there. So we have a lot of activities going on on the third floor in the library theatre for, for families that can take, they can take their children to. Fantastic space. There's so much going on in the library and the summer holiday um, hopefully is a, play, a space. This is a space for families um, to check out and the service is free. So um, it's it's an opportunity not to be missed. And you do kind of connect with schools, don't you? Getting them um, informed with all the summer challenges because that's where my children find out that there's a summer challenge happening, a reading one, and they always look forward to it. Yeah, Definitely. Um, and also, um, we are part of, as, as part of Luton Culture, we, all, mm. we also um, are part of, well, Stockwood Discovery Centre and Wardown Museum is also part of Luton Culture. So we have um, cross activities that go across there. So, for example, we've got the um, interactive science exhibition that's going on at, at Stockwood, which links lovely with the um, Summer Reading Challenge, mm. which is the Space Chase. Fantastic. So we've got the science exhibition that links really well with the summer reading challenge people can go out there and visit that um, and get involved in the summer reading challenge as well so it links lovely with the with the libraries so we try and keep um cross promotion for want of a better word Mm-mm. and having that connection just makes a lot of sense because you the more that's done, um, I think it, it's it beca- it's more effective. Claudette, um, I want to ask you, what's the last book or what is the book that you're reading this morning? Do you have... I've, I have got a book and I'm a bit annoyed because I have got it on my phone because I walk to work and I... Sounds weird, but I read it while I'm walking to work um, without falling over. How do you and do that? Good. That's that's some serious multitasking. <laughs> a it's a skill, isn't it? It's a skill that I've managed to... To um, acquire, I've got it. I've downloaded the Libby app that we use, mm-hmm. um, and it's a book by um, an author called Terry McMillan. Um, mm-hmm. I've been reading their books for quite a while, and it's called "I Almost Forgot About You." So, oh, um, yeah, I need it. I need to use that because I tend to get, I tend to keep my books a bit longer than I should, and then I acquire library fines. So this does, this prevents me from getting library fines because when the books are due back, it just automatically takes them back. <laughs> Fantastic. So it's called the Libby app and it's the down. Libby app mm-hmm. and you can just download it. Um, once you're a library member, you can just Google it, download it, and it will, it will, um, you just sign up using your library card uh, membership number mm-hmm. and you can just let, download your books as you would as if you're coming into the library. 
Fantastic. Now, folks, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to no other than uh, Claudette Riney, who is speaking to us from Luton Culture this morning. While she's at work, she's so kind, giving me her time this morning. Now she's talking to us about uh, library makers and um, how you can volunteer with the library makers and get involved with the summer reading challenges and all the awesome projects that are happening there, plus the Well and Wise space, which is on the ground floor of Luton. Central Library. It's just you come into the library, it's on the right hand side, it's a new space, it, it's, it was launched in February and this is a space that is um, enabling uh, community interaction with lots of great little groups in there around a mental well-being. Now um, Claudette, is could you please tell us once again how people can access the information uh, uh, that's available at the Well and Wise Room? Yes, um, all the information is available on our website, uh, librarymakers.com, and also on our Facebook page and our Twitter account. Just go on there and it will have a weekly timetable um, and telling you what's going on. One thing I didn't mention was a um, really interesting project, that, um, which is actually your project, Shemaisa, which I haven't mentioned, which I should have mentioned because I'm really excited about this, is the Mother Monologues. Um, and they've got an information day, which is tomorrow from 12.30 in the Well and Wise. But they've also got other dates throughout um, July, um, which will be available on our website, the dates that those are going to be there. They'll be available within the timetable. And um, the reason why I'm really um, excited about this project um, is because as a single mother, mm -hmm. I kind of recognise the hardships that um, single mothers have to go through, especially at times when money's tight. And I lived on £97 a week at one point, wow. me, and my, me and my son. So I know it's not easy. Um, so I'm just really excited about this project. I should have mentioned it at the beginning. I'm too no, we're heading off to a break, Claudette. I don't know if you've got a couple of minutes straight after the break, if you're able to hang on and we could maybe talk about it just for five minutes. Is that OK? Yeah, Fantastic. Fine, we're yeah. heading off to a break, guys. And we're going to speak to Claudette about um, the information day for the mother monologues happening at the Well and Wise Room straight after the break. Look forward to talking to her and for me sharing what this uh, exciting project is all about so join me straight after Assalamu alaikum this is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It's 11 o'clock exactly, Monday 24th of June and you're listening to The Urban Cube with me, Shemiza, taking all the way up to 12 o'clock this morning on Where Else? The Urban Cube. We are going live and direct across Peterborough, Sheffield and Luton surrounding areas this morning and you can catch all the conversation on the repeat of the show, 8pm this evening and the podcast as well. Now we're not Facebook Live because um, all my lovely guests are over the phone this morning. Um, so do catch the conversation on the web and the app. And now earlier on on the show, I had I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by the very fabulous Claudette Riney, who is joining us all the way from Luton Culture, Luton Central Library this morning to talk to us about the fantastic events that are happening at the Well and Wise Room. Just before um, the break, we were speaking to Claudette about library makers and all the volunteering opportunities with the Summer Reading Challenge and lots of other
the projects that young people and members of the community can get involved and engaged with. Now, the Well and Wise Room on the ground floor of Luton Central Library is a wonderful space accommodating lots of organisations doing call-outs on different different areas of um, the community and projects. And one of the projects that uh, Claudette was sharing with me was the Mother Monologues. Now, the Mother Monologues is a upcoming creative writing workshop project um, that is inviting mothers to come and get involved. Now, it's an information day that's um, uh, that is happening tomorrow at the Well and Wise Room and we'll speak to Claudette a little bit more about why she thinks this is a project that you guys or the mothers across Luton need to get involved with. Hello Claudette. Hello Shemaza, how are you? I'm very well, thank you so very much for um, staying on the line in the break. It was an absolute pleasure listening to you just before the break on sharing all the wonderful, wonderful projects that are happening in the library and the fact that the library is still available to use even though many libraries have been shut but the library is still um, up and running uh, Luton Central Library and lots of other spaces across the town Um, but the Well and Wise Room is what we're talking about right now Um, and what I wanted to ask you is um, you were just talking about the Mother Monologues project um, earlier on just before the break and why you think that's a great project to get mothers involved with. Um, well, lots of reasons, really. Um, I think, mother, I mean, I, I was brought up by um, a single parent. I, I lived in a single parent household. Um, I'm myself a single parent. Um, and I just think that it's something that needs to be um, celebrated. Mm-hmm. And I think the Mother Monologues do that um, or will be doing that quite quite well. Um, I've got, like I was saying just before the break, that there is an information day um, tomorrow mm-hmm. in the Well and Wise. Um, from 12.30 onwards. There's a couple of information days, actually. There's one tomorrow, um, and there's also going to be one on the 5th. Is it the 5th of July? No, sorry, I put my glasses on. The 8th of July from 2 o'clock, another information day um, in the Well and Wise. And it's just for giving mothers the opportunity to come in and talk about their experiences of being a single parent and how um, this time of austerity has affected them you know, if they're struggling with bills and, and just to give their experiences. But on top of that, there's um, creative writing classes as well that's going to be happening. And um, those creative um, poems or stories that the, the women come up with are going to be used when we open our, our hat factory in September. So it's really exciting, um, really promising. And, you know, I think if, if you are a single parent, you, you do need to get involved get your voice out there and and let's get heard fantastic thank you so very much claudette for sharing that yes folks um the mother monologues resisting austerity is a project a creative writing project inviting mothers from all backgrounds across Luton to get involved. There's an information day that's happening tomorrow from 12 to 3 p.m. So come down to Well and Wise Room to find out what this is, this project is about. And the whole purpose of this project is to actually to invite mothers who've got a story to share um, and to be part of um, getting people more aware of their struggles, their hardship and how... Um, Austerity has impacted um, their journey. And what austerity is, is basically the government is um, it's a debt that the government is paying off. Unfortunately, the, the debt um, cutbacks 
increase in tax, cutbacks in benefits are helping to pay that debt. And that is what's impacting and trickling down to mothers. Um, and the reason why mothers have been invited to be part of this project, because they are the, the ones that are actually having to balance the budget balance um, the purse strings and they're the ones that are greatly affected because they're having to choose between paying a bill or feeding their children. So if you're a mother from all background, um, working professional, single, student um, then please do get involved. Um, so for further information um, I am leading the project. Am I allowed to say that? I am. <laughs> so, um, so, and I'm working alongside the wonderful Claudette at, uh, uh, with Luton Culture, Luton Central Library, um, Tamasha Theatre um, and uh, Test Beds and Bedford University, Level Trust and Luton Food Bank so that this project, which will begin as creative writing, which will then be nurtured um, by a multi-award winning poet by the name of Hafsa Anila Bashir, who's coming all the way from Manchester to help you develop your stories. Um, and we'll be talking a lot more in depth with um, Hafsa next week, find out a little bit more about this project. But Claudette, thank you for supporting this. And I hope you will get involved because we're looking for 15 mothers with 15 stories to share. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it my pleasure. Oh, and thank you so very much, uh, Claudette, for joining me this morning. And enjoy your book. Oh, yeah, almost finished. <laughs> almost finished. Fantastic. So, Claudette, um, thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow on the information um, day that is happening at Luton Central Library, the Well and Wise Room. And we're, going, we're talking about... Um, it's an information day sharing the, the Mother Monologues and what this is about with our local community. Definitely. You'll see me tomorrow. Fantastic. Thank you so very much, Claudette. Thanks so, for having me. You're very, very welcome. That was the wonderful Claudette Riney from Luton um, Central Library talking to us about what's going on at the Well and Wise Room. And one of the projects is is the Mother Monologues. It's an information day, 12 to 3 p.m. Um, at the Well and Wise Room on the ground floor. If you want to find out more about what this project entails, I'll be there sharing all that information with you um, very, very shortly. Uh, um, on Tuesday. Now, we're heading off to another fantastic guest. It's no other than Imrana. Imrana Mahmood is um, going to be talking to us about a fantastic, well, what's going on in Borough Park and all the creativity. And we're also going to be joined by Artif Nawaz. Now, you'll know that name if you've been following the cricket, because he's the main man doing all the commentary and uh, following all this cricket this cricket adventure um he's been very very ent entertaining um and doing all the commentary so forth so i'll be joining uh, Artif as well now he said he's going to join me i need to squeeze him into this wonderful lineup of guests so hopefully very very shortly um catching up with imrana to talk to us about this really exciting film that she has created she's produced with no other than Lydia Howe now this film has showed Bury Park in a different light a Bury Park that I've not normally seen in the media and it really really did it, it make me very excited to find out more about Bury Park and the stories behind the shops now we walk past the shops it's a very very busy place it's a retail space with lots of South Asian shops, clothes, food, restaurants. Um, but we never really find out what, who the people are running those businesses. And we never associate any of their work in line with creativity. But 
Interestingly, our very own Imran Mahmood, the cre- a creative, emerging creative producer and um, teacher, mother and the voice behind the book club show, has, has turned things around. So she has actually brought those stories of those wonderful, wonderful shopkeepers to life in um, Luton. And it was been, it's been absolutely tremendous watching this film. I watched it three times. Even my children wanted me to rewind to find out who, what these stories were. Thank you so very much, Imrana, for joining me this morning. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Imrana. First question. How many glasses of water yeah. have you drunk so far? You should have asked me. <laughs> I've had a, a really healthy smoothie. Does that Ooh. count? No, not really. But okay. But mm. but you have time. It is National uh, Hydration Day, and we're asking yeah. everybody how many glasses of, of water they have throughout the day. Now we had Claudette spoke to us about one and a half liters. She has it in a recyclable bottle across the day. Are you a water baby? Do you drink water? I don't drink enough, I'm afraid. And not enough, I not enough. No, no. I, I keep telling myself. I, I, I read there was somewhere that you can sign up in this an app and it reminds you to drink something. I, I probably need to do something like that. Uh-huh. I'm pretty bad. Now, um, now, now, now. Mm. Um, I am. Cong- I'm going to congratulate you. You're doing a fantastic. You've done a fantastic film, um, which I've shared on my social media. It really, really was so beautiful to watch because I got to see a Ciderbury Park that I've never done. I know there's a lot of, there are lots of retail outlets. It's very bright. It's very, uh, it's bursting with energy. There's lots of colour from all the shops, but we really never find out about who is behind those, the, the shop windows, but you've made that possible. Um, I think to be honest, yeah, I, it was the idea that actually as Revolution we want to celebrate the everyday creativity. So it's mm. not this kind of thing where we're going in uh, with this big pizzazz. It's actually celebrating the lives and the people in the mm. place that already exist. And, and that was kind of the premise that we that we started off with. And, and for, for me, myself, as a community activist, it was also about building those connections and and um relationships and it was really nice for me to be able to do that through producing mm. the film where obviously just having those conversations and really getting to know um like you said that the people behind all of um just the general perceptions we have of the area so um in terms of a journey for me it was really um something i highly valued obviously working with lydia um again on that and just really being able to deliver in terms of revolution so we obviously have a a year-long residency at the moment and it's about saying that anybody who has a creative mm-hmm. um, kind of story to tell or any creativity or some talent that they actually want to showcase or have a platform we can support that and we'd love for them to get in touch so those six individuals are just kind of a scratching on the surface so to speak. How has the experience been for you um Imrana, because it's a new role that you've taken up and you've been exceptionally busy. And are we seeing a change in when we to, um, in community arts? Because you've always been wanting to advocate this, but you've always felt that there's always been a gap. It's not reaching out to the, the, the communities um, as much as it should be. Yeah, um, I think generally the arts, I think there's always been this um, notion, which I always challenge of hard to reach communities. Mm-hmm. And actually it's about saying that it's not the communities or the people that are hard to reach, it's us as organisations. Right. And the first way to kind of challenge that is actually to start listening. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the great thing about being able to come into this role with Revolution, where our 
the starting point is just to listen, to sit mm-hmm. down, to have conversations and to see actually, now if I talk about Bury Park specifically, about what the people that live there, that work there, what do they want to see instead of me making assumptions and you mm-hmm. know just going in and delivering some sort of creative output. Um, it's definitely not about that. It's about really seeing, yeah, the people that are there and hopefully, you know, just like, for example, um, Mahmoud and Sahib Jan, the fact that he said he studied fashion design. Wow. Um, you know, and, and, and then there's... Um, the, the jewelers, so um, Braffle, he's actually done, um, he's actually won design awards for designing jewellery. And, and who jewelry, would have known that yeah, unless exactly, we, yeah. you know, it's, it's, this is what I found absolutely remarkable because it really throws, you know, when we think about South Asia, we do think about the creativity and the mm. arts, so forth. But when we talk, talk about um, arts in the South Asian community in Britain, it just seems mm. quite sort of, um, there seems to be oh how would I describe it not as actively spoken about or not no Mm. okay you need to help me here on Imran I think you know what I'm trying to say it's just yeah no no, definitely yeah it's not celebrated from our older generation Um, businesses Mm -hmm. arts isn't but business and art have come uh, hand in hand across Bury Park and who would have ever imagined yeah, yeah, and and I think that's it. it's about getting people to to see that film and recognise actually that we even in terms of our own heritage and, and faith that mm. arts have always played such a big role. Mm. And this is actually not saying that we're doing something different. It's just mm. about talking to people and and finding out that yeah, actually it's something we've always actually have celebrated. But maybe it's time now that we start doing it a bit more, a bit more kind of overtly and and really start talking about it. And um and that I hope is kind of where the film is the, the, the starting point of that conversation. And then, you know, to, to accompany that, there was um, we did a calligraphy workshop that we um, worked with Saraya Syed, who's one of the mm-hmm. most, you know, um, uh, amazing, world-renowned, you know, calligraphers. We were actually in Luton in Bury Park to deliver a calligraphy workshop. And um, and then we have Farah Azam, again, who's um, a really you know, amazing uh, henna artist who will be running a workshop um, next weekend. But the fact that these workshops, they were sold out within days, Fantastic. And um, it shows that actually, as communities, we have hunger mm. for that kind of mm. thing. But again, that wasn't me just making an assumption. It was through conversations I'd had with different people about what kind of stuff they would like to engage in. And yeah, I think that's just really important. So the engagement is there. And the wonderful thing is the engagement is actually in the heart of Bury Park, um, mm. which is beautiful. These workshops are being held there. So when is the one with Farah Azam happening? Now, Farah Azam is an internationally mm. recognized henna artist, um, so much so that mm. we've got uh, massive, big brands who've, who've used her henna art creativity on their products and she's been seen doing workshops at Selfridges um, and even Harrods as well. So um, Farah will be joining uh, Revoluton Arts and leading a workshop in Bury Park, is, it, um, is that correct? Um, and how can people get involved? Because you said that it's um, been yes, sold so out. One, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been okay. sold out. But it was, uh, and that's, I think, what's so amazing, even though uh, so we, we put the event right like, within two days. And, and obviously, we're talking about small workshops, mm. but, okay. but still, it just shows that at least then I can go back, um, you know, in terms of, you know, go back to the team and say, you know, obviously, look, there was so much interest that, you know, maybe we could do a series or maybe mm. there's something else that we can do. And so, um, yeah, unfortunately, the one, uh, it was it's taking place on Sunday at um, Cockney Community Luton, which, again, it, you know, is based in, um, so we've hired their space out. It's, a, it's just a lovely space. And, and again, that's the other thing. We don't necessarily want to be running workshops or doing things in the usual spaces. We could have just used the mm-hmm. community centre. But actually, the idea is we'd love to 
maybe do a workshop in in an actual shop or we mm. can um you know use some shop space to do an exhibition so we really want to be able to um I guess in one way support the businesses but likewise to show the businesses themselves that if you can engage with the arts that it's kind of a two-way you know exchange hopefully and, and that's how we can then start really celebrating the, the everyday, everyday creativity that exists. So, Fantastic now um, yeah. Imran how can people connect with Revolution Arts if they want to just find mm-hmm. out what projects are available what's accessible how you know advice yeah. and guidance with because i know that there are um some creative community um mm-hmm. opportunities like of um, events management yeah. so forth yes yes that's right so um in terms of the first point of contact really is that obviously we have our website which is www.revolutionarts.com you can actually go on there and actually sign up in, in terms of then you know for regular communication from us mm-hmm. um and if you can contact me directly so my email is my name so it's imrana at revolutinarts um, dot com so you can email me and I can you know happy to meet you know um, and just talk about stuff that we're doing in terms of things that people can actually physically join I mean yes so like you mentioned there's the route to events management which is a creative cafe now creative cafes are monthly um, sessions that we run as Revolutin, which has a particular theme for each one. So this one is events management. We've had a previous one on music, um, even before that, you know, so there's all kind of different um, people that will facilitate those. But that one's happening um, at the community centre, Bray Park Community Centre on the 11th of July. Um, so again, you can sign up Eventbrite. So it's free, but you, but you just need to register. Um, there's also an amazing, really quite big project that we're working on. Um, it's a co-commission with Luton Council, which is part of the People Power Passion mm-hmm. Oh my God, did I get that right? You did, you did. People People Power Power Passion. Passion. Yes, People Power Passion Project. Um, And we're working with some amazing artists. Um, There's artistic director um, Marcus Romer, there's Aita Sengupta, um, there's Roy Roy Williams. So there's some amazing writers and we hope it's called Justice 39. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's targeting audiences between... Well, not just audiences, actually, sorry, um, participants, but young people between 60, the years of 16 and 30 years old. Um, and we, yeah, so we'd love if there's anybody out there who might be interested in um, the kind of overarching theme for that is what would you stand what would you stand up for? So this idea of justice, and it's all based obviously on the, on the 1919 um, PSA riots, but we would love for people to get in touch if they want to get involved um, with that. And that, that, that event will be taking place in August. Fantastic. So many things going on in Luton. There is something for everybody <laughs> happening. It's a very, very exciting time. And, and Imrana, mm. you're the, in the heart of all this. Um, how are you feeling about the cre- future of creativity and Luton? I'm really, really excited about it, actually. I think um, there's obviously part of my work that I do, I do, you know, freelance as an independent, but with Revolution, I think they've always had that commitment for the long term. It's mm-hmm. not about just coming in, delivering something and leaving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most really important thing for, for me to be able to be a part of that, I think, is important, especially when I talk a lot about this um, bottom-up approach and how if you want to create, you know, some change, that's what needs to happen. We need to be able to work at the grassroots and kind of build that way and hopefully by doing that then also get the support kind of top down you know as well and um but yeah no I think there's so much investment coming in and obviously even yourself obviously congratulations on your kind of project as well I think all these things just being able to come together I think it's a really really good time now Imran why do you think uh people need to get involved with the mother monologues the project that Claudette spoke about uh just before you came on air Mm. 
I think, you know, I, I bang on a lot about um, trying to challenge the status quo. And I think with the current political climate as it is, we really need to start giving a platform mm-hmm. to the voices that matter. When we talk about austerity and we talk about just motherhood in general, my, myself as a mother, I think those voices are just so important. And um, and it's true. I think having worked with, you know, new mums and through, you know, Dharaman and things like mm-hmm. that, we do become quite isolated because that network support sometimes is quite lacking and it's because of funding cuts etc so to be able to bring those voices together and just to yeah I think just awesome not even just celebrate but yeah so I think yes important thank you so much Imrana for giving me that plug um the information day for the information day for um, the Mother Monologues is at is is tomorrow and um, at the Central Library. So do come down 12 to 3 p.m. Um, thank you, Imrana, for joining me. And um, book club show, guys, when does it happen? Oh, mine's now next week, Tuesday. So Fun. I'm off tomorrow, but yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so very much, Imrana. Thank that, you. that was the wonderful Imrana from Revoluton Arts talking about creative engagement across uh, across Luton. And she was talking about voices and platforms. Now, somebody who has a voice that we all recognise, whose voice has gone global since, oh, well, uh, since the World Cup. Um, the Cricket World Cup has commenced. It's no other than um, the very, very notable stand-up comedian, Atif Nawaz. Assalamu alaikum, Atif. Well, how are you? I am so well. How are you, Atif? You've had a busy, 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 busy weekend, a busy couple of months. And the first question I need to ask you, are you hydrated? Because it's National Hydration Day today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to keep myself hydrated. My voice is very important right now and like the kind of schedule I'm working with if I didn't like keep myself hydrated and energized at all times I think I, I wouldn't be able to keep up to it. Bless you Atif. Now tell me um, yesterday goodness me it was all green everything just turned green um, a great win by uh, Pakistan against South Africa um, your thoughts on that were you expecting that to happen? Um, well, it, it, we kind of were. I mean, it, it was a very much a do-or-die situation for Pakistan because mm-hmm. they, they kind of have to win the last four of their matches, at least three of them to stand a chance for qualification, before obviously would make a more concrete case and they mm-hmm. wouldn't have to rely on other results. So South Africa, of the four teams left, is probably one of the easier teams for Pakistan. I don't I mean that with full respect to any South Africans mm-hmm. who, who support it, but they're having a tough time at the moment in South Africa. They're not the strongest team in the world, and their performances recently just haven't been up to scratch. Case in point yesterday, you know, Pakistan gave them several openings to get back into the game, and they just weren't able to take any. Uh, things will get harder on Wednesday against, the, uh, against New Zealand in Birmingham, um, and then, of course, on Saturday against Afghanistan in um, uh, Headingley in Leeds. So, I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done, but for now, Pakistan can breathe easy. Atif, what's this experience like been for you? You've been uh, commentating with some of the legends of Pakistani cricket and international cricket, um, standing side by side with them, making these... um, Did you ever imagine you'd be in these spaces doing what you do best? Yeah, no, it's it's very surreal. I mean, yesterday there was a point where I was sitting in the uh, commentary box chatting with... Uh, Wakar Yunus and Wasim Akram mm. at the same time and they asked me a question about my opinion or about, about something that was happening in the game and I gave some analysis and then you know Wasim Akram said that's true and I was like 
wow. <laughs> like, just take a step back from that for a second. Like, you just imparted information onto two of the greatest people. You know, two of my heroes, let's be honest, growing yeah. up, I watched both these guys. They were my heroes, of my people of my generation and before, and maybe even after, actually, that grew up idolizing Masima Kromokari, you know, they were legends. And just to be sitting beside them, wow. and for them to know my name and, you know, what I do, and, like, you know, it was it's pretty, it is pretty surreal. Arthur, if everyone knows your name, come on. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm enjoying the work. This is so nice to because obviously I spent most of my year doing stand-up comedy. Yes. I'm still doing that, so that's what's crazy, creating the kind of schedule that's because I'm still doing, like, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I had to go to Nottingham for a game. Wow. From Nottingham to Taunton for another game, from Taunton to Leeds for a comedy gig, from Leeds to Slough for another comedy gig, from... It's, it's all go, go. Now, we're heading off to a break, Arthur, because I know you're, this is a special treat for the Urban Cube listeners for giving us your time <laughs> at such short notice. You're an amazing brother. We're going to head to a break and inshallah catch up with you for another five minutes because I know you're really tired. I'm going to let you go and get some water. I'm so good, aren't <laughs> I? Get yourself hydrated and join me straight after the, the break, folk, um, Arthur. Now, Arthur Nawaz is with us, guys. Join me straight after the break. Tune in to Inspire FM on 105.1 FM and globally at www.inspirefm.org. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. As always, it's the Urban Cube keeping you all motivated on a Monday on um, Inspire FM. Uh, the time is 11.30. It's Monday 24th of June and it's me, Shemiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock. It's National Hydration Day, people. I hope you're well hydrated this morning. Um, you need to be if you're listening into this fantastic guest. He is no other than a comedian extraordinaire. He's an award-winning stand-up comedian, TV presenter, Best known uh, critically, for his critically acclaimed Muslims do it five times a day comedy show. Artif has performed all over the UK and has appeared on numerous shows on the BBC Two, Channel Four, and Sky One. Now he is—he's basically just a tremendous, tremendous, talented, talented voice comedian and compare. <laughs> he's been travelling across the country and um, com- comparing, actually doing all the cricket comparing for the World Cup, and he had the pleasure of uh, seeing. Pakistan uh, win at uh, Lords uh, yesterday, and he shared the box with greats like Wasim Akram yesterday. His, he's described them as his his cricket legends, and to be able to sit there with them and uh, watch the game and comment on the game as well must be an extraordinary experience. Now we've had the pleasure of speaking to him just before the break, and I have to say, can I just say, I have to say, give so much duas for Brother Atif because bless him. Whenever I message. Um, can you join my show? I don't even give him notice. We just call him up and he just joins us. That's the type of guy he is. But we also want to celebrate the fact that he is now making his mark on mainstream television as well with a comedy series that he's been working on. So we're going to find out a little bit more about that as well. Arthur, thank you so very much uh, for joining me this morning again. Can I just say that was the kindest introduction I think I've ever, ever had. 
like I'm going to struggle to get my head through the doors. That's <laughs> wow. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate no, it. No, but honestly, um, I must be the very, very lucky few radio presenters that just like uh, just asks you and you never say no. So I really, really appreciate that. And um, my mic was up when my producer came in and I'm like, he said, and he was like, yeah, I don't think he knew I was calling him. He was like, hello, who? And I'm like, that's how, how, that's how instant this interview was <laughs> to get you on. <laughs> but um, so if, folks, if you heard me having a conversation in the break when the mic should not have been up, it's all good. It's all good. It was all good stuff. Atif, okay, I'm going to calm down now and say how you're feeling about yesterday. Um, you, you were sat in the box commenting with some cricket legends, uh, Wasim Akram as one of them, who actually took your opinion on board and knew who you were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Wasim Akram and I have been doing a series during the World Cup um, for, like, this multinational corporation, and we're doing this show, like, um, it's like a fan zone type show. So right. he knows me quite well now. We film it usually at his house, which is pretty very surreal, again, just to be in his house. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of... So we, he knows me reasonably well, but mostly I'm kind of working for the BBC, um, doing, like, I, we do a weekly podcast on there, which is about South Asian cricket, mm. so we get a lot of access just because of that, but also, in addition to that, the BBC liked my opinion enough to put me on their kind of the Test Match Special, which is their big kind Brilliant. of 120-year-old program, mm. right? So, um, that's that's really nice, especially, well, only when Pakistan are playing, but even so, it's nice to be on there. And, uh, yeah, so it's been it's been really fun just watching all the matches. And, you know, yesterday was really special just because, you know, I go to Lords, and uh, some people don't know this, but, like, one of, it's my pa- I really love cricket. So I've been commentating on Middlesex cricket, just mm. county championship cricket, for maybe, like, three or four years. And uh, I've never actually commentated on an international match at Lords until yesterday, so that was pretty cool. Wow. And, um, yeah, for them to win as well, because I was at the, in the ground in Manchester when they lost to India, and that was... How do you come from that, from, you know, the adrenaline, like commentating and then having to talk about them not winning and, and just also kind of balance, balancing your emotions um, whilst being live on air as well? Yeah, it was hard. Like in Manchester, I was hosting the in-ground as well. So on the big screens, you know, doing the interviews with the fans and, you know, shouting out sponsors and things like that. And yeah, it's it's really difficult because when your team is losing, just to give you some context, in Manchester at Old Trafford, there was something like 24,000 Indian fans and about 5,000 Pakistan fans in the ground. So it was, you know, quite a partisan atmosphere and Pakistan were competitive for a while, but then they kind of just fell away. And even when they're losing and you're massively disheartened, you still have to get up on the big screen mm. and be like, hey, guys, don't forget to buy, like, XYZ power drink and, you know, like, things. so you have to still, you know, be really energetic and happy. And that's very difficult. Also, you have to try and be really impartial because mm. I'm very passionate about Pakistani cricket. So, mm. you know, when they get a wicket or, you know, somebody scores runs, I don't want to celebrate. I have to make sure I'm trying, I try and make sure I'm not on camera. Though I was caught by the Sky Sports camera <laughs> celebrating a wicket uh, the other day. It was really... And it, you're it was, allowed to, really, you're a comedian. It's all part of the job. It's part of the personality. It went really wrong, though, to my <laughs> I tell you what went wrong, right? I kind of it was Muhammad Amir took a catch on the boundary, and I raised my arms in celebration, like above me in a Y shape. But I was wearing a jumper, and I'm still carrying a little bit of either way. So as I as I raised, like my top just rised over my belly a little bit, and uh, the cameras were so mean because they knew who I was. So they like they zoomed in, they slow moed it, and then people screenshotted it and started sending it back to me oh with like animations my and goodness gifs me. and stuff. It was mad. Um, do you know what? Uh, I think that hasn't reached. 
gluten yet, so I need to check those um, <laughs> gifts. But you know, the, no, the no, me- I'll try to bury them all. Oh, bless you! But the memes are what stood out because what we noticed from the Indian fans is the fact that they actually applauded Pakistan, Pakistanis, and how they took the loss on the chin and and turned some crazy memes, which unfortunately was at the uh, expense of the cricket team, Pakistani cricket team. But it was very interesting the um, the banter. But mashallah, yeah. they're back in form again. Um, uh, you know, the the world the the win yesterday was tremendous, very well received by all those that watched. Well done to them. Do you think they're in for a chance, Arthur? Do you think they might walk away with the cup? I mean, they're still alive. This is the most important thing. Had they lost yesterday, that hope was dead in the water, but they're still yes. alive, mm-hmm. which is the most important thing. I mean, I think it's going to be very difficult because India is exceptionally strong at the moment. They right. probably have, on paper, the strongest team mm-hmm. in world cricket, and the close mm-hmm. second is England. Um, Pakistan would need to create some magic. Even when they won the Champions Trophy two years ago, mm-hmm. they weren't the strongest team in the world, but they just created some magic. They played 11 out of 10, you know, wow. and they, they've got to do that if they're going to get anywhere near the trophy. Fantastic. Now, Arthur, what else is happening in the world, your world at the moment, from cricket to comedy um, and this amazing series that you're doing with the BBC? Yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited. We, we, we actually finished filming Muslamic. Muslamic is the name of uh, our sketch comedy show that myself and, you know, the incredible Ali official um, have put together. And, like, you know, we wrote the whole thing. We conceived of the idea. You know, we starred in it. Like, we basically did everything other than hold the cameras. So we, you know, we really, really, and we wanted to do that as well, but they wouldn't let us. So we, um, <laughs> we I mean, we, it was such a fun experience. And, like, it was a dream come true. I'm not going to lie. Like, all my life, I've really kind of wanted to write and star in my own mm-hmm. TV show. That's, like, been my ultimate goal. And, you know, I got to do that. Uh, last year, we got the commi- you know, the commission from the BBC, and it was really exciting. And then this year, they announced it. And then we filmed it, and, you know, I saw a final cut of it last week as well. So, mm-hmm. I'm, again, super excited about Fantastic. sharing that with the world. It comes out first week of August. So, when it comes out on BBC One and BBC Three, Everybody, please watch. And if you don't like it, don't tell anybody. Just say, tell everybody it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you've just got to tell. Hashtag it. Awesome. Arthur, awesome. That's all you have to do. And you know what, folks? He'll be back on the show. We'll just call him up. Two minutes. Give him notice. And he'll be on air. But Arthur, you know what? Dreams do come true. Hard work does pay off. And you have had a tremendous, tremendous journey, mashallah, from. And you are always, always grafting. And you totally deserve the success. Um, and what makes it even more remarkable is the humility that you always show. You never forget where you're from and you're always showing the love um, back to uh, everybody that connects with you. So we're wishing you the best. Um, we look forward to following this uh, show on the BBC, which is uh, it's a comedy series. Series, Yeah, 1st of August. It's showcasing called Muslamic. That's right. I'm very, very excited about it. And as you say, the point about being humble, I think everybody should be like that because it's all from... I mean, I'm very... Like, I, I believe, I'm a believer, I'm a, I'm a Muslim, so I think that everything comes from Allah, you know, that all of it is from him. If you want to take it away, he could. If you wanted to give it to me, he could. So I'm very, like, just grateful for everything that I've got and alhamdulillah, these beautiful moments that I'm blessed with. So I always think like that. And can I also say, Shemaiza, I love the Urban Cube. I don't make time for every radio show. I just like this show. I love your style of presenting, and I always keep up to date on all the guests that are coming on. You know, I've got the Instagram, so I, watch, I keep up to date on who, and you get some amazing guests. You do some fantastic interviews, and it's always really motivating for people listening. I think that's what you're trying to do is motivate and energize. It's Monday morning, and, uh, you know, mashallah, you're doing a fantastic job. 
Thank you so very much. That is like, I'm beaming now. I'm beaming. Um, uh, good job, no camera on me this morning. But thank you so very much. Keep doing what you're doing, Adif. And we look forward to following all the commentary on the World Cup, inshallah, as well. Have a wonderful day and keep hydrated. I will for sure. Thank you so much. Salaam alaikum. That was the absolutely wonderful Artif Nawaz who's joined us this morning. A very short notice to share with us the win of the World Cup win of Buck. Not World Cup win, but the participation in the Cricket World Cup um, of, of, of cricket, which was won by Pakistan versus uh, South Africa. Now, another fantastic guest that um, is is doing making his mark on the world of film. He has just been uh, showcased his feature in on Friday, just uh, a day after World Cup, uh, World sorry, World Refugee Day. Um, Arthur, if I just want to ask, do you want to put the, the phone down now? Okay. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Sure. Okay. <laughs> that was a comedy moment. He's, um, uh, thank you. So Arthur is putting the phone down so I can actually um, speak to Sarge Mia. Now, Sarge uh, Mia is a local, local um, actor who's made his acting debut alongside some very well-established Hollywood actors. Um, his debut is in a film, is in a film that uh, follows the journey of a refugee all the way up to to, um, sorry, the, the Calais jungle, and the film is called The Flood. Now, um, it's an absolute pleasure to have Sarge jo- join us this morning. Assalamu alaikum, Sarge. Oh, welcome, Salam. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome, Sarge. It's been a very exciting weekend for, for the world um, and uh, uh, regarding cricket. But on Friday, it was super exciting for you because you asked, the film was finally released in um, the local sort of the private cinemas. Um, and the, the Flood, the movie which you are featured in, how has that yep. uh, experience been for you and your family? Yeah, it's been pretty surreal, to be honest with you. It's my first major thing, really. So having it released on Friday uh, last week, it's amazing, because now everybody can see it. And uh, yeah, so I would say to everybody go out and watch it, really. Now, this is a very, very um, important topic featured in the film. It's about the refugee crisis. It follows the journey of a refugee um, and your character is quite um, is quite central to the film. Um, but going back a step, how did you get involved in a film that also features a Hollywood star? <laughs> I mean, I would say, it's, I mean, it's definitely what others will. I mean, I, I, I've put my effort into getting into the world of acting, whether it be through acting classes, getting the headshots, the show reels, and just getting involved in that industry. But my, I put my effort in. I think the rest was Allah, Allah did, and He somehow got me onto this film. Uh, is being at the right place at the right time, being noticed by the producer of this film, really. Uh, and just uh, giving me this opportunity. No, what's really interesting is um, how you got noticed. You were playing an extra. It was a two-second part, but yet you stood yeah. out so much that it's actually got you catapulted into this movie. <laughs> Tell us a little uh, bit about 100%. that. Yeah, so um, when I first initially tried my hand at acting, I was thinking, okay, what can I do? And any sort of work would be, uh, would be, you know, I would be happy to do. And uh, so I got, I got an extra role in the BBC drama Relic. Mm-hmm. playing a unnamed youth and uh, when I was on there and the casting agent saw me like the way I looked 
maybe I was unique or something, and uh, and they put me forward uh, because they needed somebody uh, in short notice for this film, mm-hmm. and uh, they forwarded me to, to the producer, and the producer liked the way I look and the, the way I auditioned, and that was it, really. So I give thanks to Allah, really, and uh, yeah, it's just I still can't believe it to be honest with you. How has your family responded to your debut? How, did they go to the movie to watch it with you? Yeah, I mean, my wife has seen it. I took my wife to the premiere, which was uh, two weeks ago now. Marshall. And uh, she, yeah, and she she was really she was amazed. She goes, "Oh, you did well." I'm like, "What do you expect?" <laughs> like she, <laughs> she's like, she's like, "You acted well." I'm like, "Oh, thanks a lot." <laughs> she's like, "No, she had to see it with her own eyes." Uh, so she really enjoyed the movie as well. She said it's a really well-directed, quite emotional movie. But right. the rest of my family has not seen it yet. Okay. So I'm planning next week to host it in my house. Ooh. So a projector. You could uh, do like a video on demand. Anybody can just go to Curzon Artificial Eye. Mm-hmm. And you can pay, I think it's nine ninety nine, and you could download it for a period of two days. And you could watch it as many times as you want. So I'm planning to do that and invite some family over to my house to watch. Now you're a husband and you're a father. You have two adorable children. Um, and Thanks. have the children seen you on screen? Have they? Did they come along with you to the premiere? They did not come along to the premiere uh, at that time. They have seen me previously. I done. A, uh, I was featured also in a TV show called Young, Dumb, and Banged Up in the Sun. Oh gosh! <laughs> and yeah, and uh, I played like a Arab golf club owner. So that was okay. on TV, and I was. Uh, they saw me on that, but not on the same yet, but they will see me next week, hopefully. So you've had quite a successful acting career, um, and you have been on mainstream television as well as um, now the silver screen. How When we, yeah. th- when we think about um, South Asian actors and um, on-screen presence, we're always finding that there are barriers to success or there are not enough roles but mashallah your journey seems to be a lot more smoother how's that how's that been possible (laughs) um it may seem smooth that he was not smooth (laughs) i mean it's been uh it it has been quite difficult i don't put anybody off it's definitely worthwhile and pushing that uh, effort forward Mm. um but you're right there is a a lack of i think uh, representation in the media Mm -hmm. Uh, and if there are any roles it's maybe of a stereotype or playing a certain look um, so I think I think what we need to do is start creating our own opportunities, start producing our own things so we can represent ourselves properly in the media. But it has been difficult, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And is this something you're hoping to do? Are you going to be producing your own material to feature in? Because I've, I've interviewed a lot of young actors who've graduated from drama schools and a lot of the South Asian or the BAME actors and actresses said they have to create their own content in order for, to be yep. featured in something. The, 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 I, I believe, yes, I, I am. I am going to produce my own stuff going mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. I've got a few ideas in my head, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully, uh, people can see uh, the fruits of my labor soon. But I think it's important to create our own opportunities because, uh, as mentioned previously, the roles are just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are, it's very, very small role, and the competition is very stiff. So I think the best way is do your own thing, write your own script, start creating your own short films, and putting yourself out there, and then hopefully. Off the back of that, you can then get success. Inshallah, inshallah. And um, on the back of your success, um, well, tell us a little bit more about this film that you've been featured in. For those people who've just tuned in, uh, um, folks, you're listening to The Urban Cube. It is 11.47 and I'm joined by Asaj Mia, who has uh, who is featured in the film The Flood um, and this film follows the journey of refugees um, and migrants 
entering the the Calais jungle. Um, and tell us a little bit more about the actual story without giving too much yeah. away, because I know you don't want to give yeah. too much away. You want people to go out and watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the the movie, the film itself is an independent film, uh, and it's directed by first-time director Anthony Woodley, written by first-time scriptwriter Helen Kingston. And it's based on, uh, the movie shows two points of views from an immigration officer, a character called Wendy, played by Lena Headey from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And she's interviewing uh, Hailey, who's um, played by Ivana Jeremiah, who's a refugee uh, coming over from the Calais camps into England. So the movie is set in a flashback, in, in lots of flashbacks, saying his journey, why is he, uh, is he being truthful, is he a terrorist, etc. And I play a character called Shakib, who's kind of unscrupulous at certain times, but helps him on his way mm-hmm. to come to England. Uh, so I am pivotal to the story. And this story is pivotal to the world because unfortunately we are facing a refugee crisis um the the divide between those that that are getting away from danger and protecting themselves and trying to look for um a a safe sanctuary and yet not being able to and losing their lives on that journey has just been profound and we just feel that um we're seeing so so much of it in the media but we're being quite desensitized as well that we seem to just like flick the channel and we're not really taking this on board or taking it seriously enough would you agree with me do you think people are getting kind of like oh we're seeing this all the time now this is normal yes i mean i think um it has been an ongoing debate since uh, the inception of brexit and then recently with shamai uh in a shamima begum and etc etc but i think what this film can do and hopefully can put a positive message out there that look all these refugees, there are people with families, with names, and it kind of humanizes them and mm. makes them less of a statistic and less, less, makes them less scary. Mm-hmm. And while Wendy goes through the immigration officer in the movie, it's kind of like what the audience goes through. Right. From initial, oh, he's just another refugee, to, okay, mm. he's actually got a backstory. Who is he? Mm. And maybe have some empathy for him. And hopefully um, that positive message can go forward. Now, on Thursday, last Thursday was World Refugee Day, and it was a day before yeah. um, the film was released. And um, do you think enough has been said politically um, well, around the world, around the world refugee crisis on that day? Did you see enough hashtags or social media presence about this? Uh, I'm, I'm, I would say no, unfortunately. I mean, um, more effort needs to be done, I think. Uh, and emphasis on the positive side of uh, mm. refugees. Mm. What you do see is a lot of rhetoric, maybe, like I said, Brexit, Donald Trump, mm. uh, and, and keeping immigration out. But I think more needs to be done on the refugee crisis because a lot of people uh, in immigrants and immigration helps a lot to a society, whether it be England or any other country, really. Mm. And so I think having this at the forefront of people's mind that immigration is important for the infrastructure, for the economy, and it's not they're not just coming here to take out jobs, etc., and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ch- child or uh, my parents are immigrants. So, you know, without immigration, I wouldn't be here. So it's very important, I think. And I think more needs to be done. And I think media or arts generally is an excellent way, including your show, The Urban Cube, is an excellent way of portraying, you know, giving the information out there mm. and for us Muslims to get into this area of arts and culture so we can push our agenda forward, push our uh, message forward instead of letting other people push maybe the incorrect message forward. And it's taken the ownership of the narrative, but having the skill set to do that properly. Now, mashallah, you know, you're, you're a, an actor who has a bright future. You've uh, you, you featured in quite some very, very poignant 
films, um, TV and on screen. But how easy was it for you to kind of convince your family um, that you wanted to go into acting? Because, mashallah, you're a local boy from Luton um, <laughs> yeah. of Bangladeshi heritage. Uh, yeah. And so, so how easy was it? I mean, it, it wasn't easy at first. I mean, I think when I first looked into acting and drama, it was around 15 years ago. And because at the time, it was very frowned upon, looked down upon. And the idea was, okay, become a doctor, become an accountant, become a banker. And unfortunately, that is the path I took, actually, until mm -hmm. recently mm -hmm. when I got married and became my own person. I decided, you know what? And also now, I think the industry is changing. Right. There's more role models in the media. Mm -hmm. And I think people are more accepting of this kind of path, unlike, mm -hmm. it did, unlike 15 years ago. But it was difficult initially, but now it's totally fine. I'm on there. People are like really happy, and they're, not, they're only giving me support, unlike before when they didn't. <laughs> wow. And now they, they are taking you seriously because they can see the fruits of your labor are on the screen. But it's yeah. the film that is really hopefully going to change the mindset of people. Um, and is this what you're hoping the film The Flood will do? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think hopefully this uh, movie is more than just entertainment mm. and it actually can create change within people. And uh, going forward, that is what I want to do, really. It's, it's really continue acting by staying within the remit of Islam and what Islam says is okay. okay. And not just doing something for the sake of doing it. Because at the end, I think being Islam is most important, the life thereafter. And if we can create a positive change uh, through media, then that's fine. And not just doing it for the sake of entertainment or money, for example. Wow, that's a very wise and um, a great thought to have, inshallah. Um, for, uh, so, Saj, what would you say to those folk that are listening in today? Because it's Luton surrounding areas, Peterborough and Sheffield. You're going live across two other radio stations. Sheffield, we've got Link okay. FM and Peterborough. It's Salaam Radio this morning. So um, what advice would you give to young people who may want to enter um, the world of film and acting? Yeah, what I would say is definitely get professional training because if you have professional training under your belt, it'll help a lot. Uh, and if you don't have professional training, you just get involved, whether it be with a local theatre uh, or just doing things, creating opportunities, networking, so doing as much as you can. If you're in the area, then uh, as, you, as, as you make laws of attraction, you, you do good and good will come towards you. And then finally, I would say focus on your being and ask Allah for help because if it's good for you, it'll come for you. And if it's bad for you, go away from you anyway. But the important thing is that we try. If we don't try, we always have that doubt and question ourselves in our head that, mm. what if, what if? So we don't want to have that doubt. Just try it, keep at it, and then see what happens with you. If Allah accepts it for you, then it'll happen. Amen and inshallah. Thank you so very much, Brother Saj, for joining us this morning. And good luck with the yeah. film and your success. Thank and inshallah, you. do keep us informed on the Urban Cube of all your success stories because it's really, really inspiring. And there are lots of young people that I'm sure will be looking up to you. And, um, and I'm hoping that um, change will come from this film uh, around the refugee crisis. Thank you, Jazakallah, for having me. And yeah, um, I'll definitely keep you posted with all the projects I've got coming up. Fantastic. Thank you so very much. That is Brother Saj joining us all the way um, from the heart of Luton, talking to us about The Flood, the movie that he's featured in. And this film is about the refugee crisis. So do check it out. It's actually on the Curzon Cinemas. Um, it hasn't previewed uh, on mainstream cinemas just yet. Okie doke, folks. It is the end of the show. It's been 
absolutely tremendous. I want to say thank you to Claude Reine, um talking to us about the Well and Wise Room. If you want some information about the Mother Monologues, information day, it's 12 to 3 p.m. at the Well and Wise Room. If you'd like to participate in the creative writing workshops led by Hafsa Anila Bashu, then that is the place to go tomorrow. And or you can contact me on Shamiza at Outlook.com um, for further information. Now, I also want to say thank you to Atif, Nawaz and um, Imran and Mahmoud. Now, the repeat of the show is 8 p.m., folks. And inshallah, I'll be back Monday with more creative conversations with absolutely fantastic guests. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.